Okay, this is going to be kind of a different podcast, guys. It's uh, We have a YouTube series going on right now, a DIY YouTube series. It's about a six-part video series, isn't it? Yeah, about six, yeah, yeah. six videos. And um, anyway, we cover all sorts of gamuts from just getting your tags clear up until putting your meat in the freezer, pretty much. The, the one to a hundred, how to go out and shoot an elk. Yes, it's basically elk hunting, you know, elementary school if Ele- you will. elementary elk hunting yes um but everything from you know video one if you're listening to this you're you probably listened to video one already this is video two and then we'll be having three four five and six coming on the way and and you can find all those on our youtube series just yes. go to born and raised outdoors on our youtube channel and um all those will be all those will be right there ready for you and you can find this podcast on there so i just listened to it later on and i thought you know that would be some useful information for a lot of people hopefully um, that just, you know, driving to work in your car. It's, uh, we're going to cover everything gear related. And I'm not saying everything uh, from start to finish, but I was just, we covered the things that were really pertinent to us that uh, a lot of things that we just don't like to do without at all on the, um, on the idea of gear. So anyway, hope you guys like this podcast and uh, please leave a comment below if you do. That would be awesome, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, we're going to keep bringing these at you. So. Yeah, and just real quick, like what they can find on like each of the videos is like one's talking about units specifically, and if you go to the YouTube channel, you can actually see us dive in through Go Hunt and break down the things that were the tabs we're clicking on to select a unit, as well as Onyx, the sponsor of this Absolutely. podcast, and us breaking down how we find areas within those units via Onyx. So there's a lot of valuable information there um, that you guys should definitely check out on the YouTube channel. Thank you guys, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Born and Raised audio experience, presented by Onyx. Okay, guys, we have reached the end of the trail. It is the last segment. It, we are calling this the tagged out segment. It is the end of the road. When you go out, you go, you log on to go hunt and you pick out your state, you pick out your unit, you do all the research that you have to do. That reminds me, go back. Guys, go hunt, go hunt forward slash BRO. You can, it's right now it's free. It's free, anybody can do it. Anybody can do exactly this whole series that we're making up. Anybody can do what we're doing right now. And and for free as well. So go on to, we'll put a link in the description. It's go hunt forward slash BRO. You can sign up for this super free and plan for your next hunt. And this is what we're talking about guys. So when we are in our last segment, this is what we do it for. You don't see any store. There's no store-bought and stuff there. That is all packed elk in the freezer. So this is what we do it for. I mean, everybody likes the horns and, and all that stuff, but honestly, at the end of the day, what feeds our family 365 days out of the year is that freezer and it's elk, it's elk meat. So we're doing it for the meat. And if you've seen any of our videos in the past, you will know that I am pretty anal about elk meat and how it gets taken care of and how it gets processed and how it gets done. So we're gonna take you through that whole process. We're gonna take you through the step-by-step, show you how it goes from off the elk to 
in this freezer and a lot of our other videos that we've done I've done some meat cutting videos um, we'll link those in the description done a lot of that kind of stuff but we're just gonna show you how you get the animal from on the ground to to your pickup and Steve's with me here he's the one videoing now we're just gonna show you the or talk about the easiest way that we can do that I really appreciate you guys watching this whole series Thank you guys if you like this series and if you like what you guys are seeing i would really really appreciate you guys to subscribe a lot of our viewers don't subscribe to our channel and it just really helps us out so if you're getting any kind of knowledge from this video um that we helped you out with we'd, we'd really really appreciate you guys to sign on and uh and to hit that subscribe button and we're putting out videos all the time and we're just learning through what we've what we've done wrong or what we've learned from other people so anyway Thank you guys so much for watching and um yeah we got steve areno back with us today this is the last video that you guys are going to see this is the tagged out portion this is going to handle the meat care kind of the transportation yeah. stuff and we're going to talk about what we've learned what we've uh, learned by mistake what we've learned by doing well um but anyway ty's hunt that we just reviewed yes that was yep. a long long day that was a long long day oh gosh brutal Brutal, brutal. <laughs> Ty shot that the night before, and, and what we're going to kind of go through in this segment, this segment is kind of meat care and um, hanging the meat and processing the meat. It's going to be, everybody does that differently, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and on that hunt, the evening he shot that bull, it was nice. It hadn't started snowing yet until yeah. like 3 o'clock in the morning, so... There's different, there's different realms. There's too hot, and then there's sometimes... And it's too cold. It's too hot and cold, but... <laughs> but they was, had... They had prepared that bull the evening before yes. with the the temperatures and the weather that they were dealing with at that time. So, And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about how we do it and how we hang stuff and yep. how we look for uh, different spots and different temperatures and stuff. And we're going to cover all that. But, um, but anyway, this is the tagged out section, yes. last section of the journey. Uh, guys, we're still doing the Land of the Freebies. It's only on for just another day or so. Yeah. It ends the 15th, yep. I'm not sure. Please, uh, we'll do a link in the description below. Uh, we'd love the support. Everybody right now, it seems like everybody needs their calls, for one. Yep. You get a free koozie, hat, signed photo from Steve, everything. <laughs> <laughs> All that. Yes. Uh, we'd appreciate the support. Thank you guys so much. And Thanks, uh, guys. Let's get this tagged out saying, rolling. Yep. Okay, guys, so I'm going to give you guys a scenario. If I were to harvest a bull on this hillside and say the temperatures were going to be climbing into the 80s, mid-80s, high 80s, anywhere in, in that temperature, once I've got that bull down on the ground and I've gotten him broke down, I'm going to look at the terrain to see where the coolest areas are, you know, hopefully a creek, timber. And in a scenario like this right here, I'm not going to pack that bull up into that timber. I'm going to pack him down into the draw where hopefully, hopefully there's water. If not, it's still gonna be cooler. I'm gonna get them just inside the timber line, out of the sun where it's gonna stay shaded, hopefully all day, if not all day. And at that time, I might try to find a tree that looks like it's gonna stay shaded completely. And that's where I'm gonna get that bull hung up. Either at that point, get a quarter moving. I could be four miles in, five miles in, six miles in. Hopefully I'm with at least two or three of us. Um, <laughs> If not, though, you know, say I, for some unapparent reason, say it was just me and Trent, um, we're going to get that bull in there, get him hung up so we can start moving meat as fast as possible and get him out of the mountains and into the cooler. Okay, 
if you guys have ever watched anything that we've ever done in the past, you'll know I'm pretty anal about meat care. I like to be the guy that's in there with the knife chopping and hacking and um, getting things off in a mannerly fashion and taking as much meat as we can. Not to say anybody else in the group isn't, it's just I'm super, super anal about it. So what I'm looking for in meat, so we'll find a bull We'll get a bull down on the ground right off the bat as soon as soon as you can. Everybody, you know, you take your photos. You're going to do that right off the bat. Usually most of the time, obviously, most hunters are. But right off the bat, you need to start the cooling process. And that's what's going to help from spoilage on the meat. So the longer that animal stays on the ground and resting in a downward position with the blood actually in the in the cavity and in the meat still it's going to start a process right when that when that animal dies because that meat is always circulating blood through it well that, all that's going to be stagnant and it's going to sit there so as soon as you can you need to start what we call the cooling process and the cooling process honestly depending on temperatures depending on what time of year rifle hunters you have a little bit more of a leeway because it's a lot cooler that time of year a lot of times you can just gut the animal spread the legs open with a stick somehow and maybe even maybe even run run your knife up the hams uh, just the the inside of the hams and open up the skin just to get some more air airflow to it to get it cooled down faster as soon as you start that cooling process as soon as you open that animal up and start the skin off of the animal the meat starts to take a temperature that goes down that is what you want in every every situation that the, the best case scenario is for you to get that skin that get that hide off the animal and start the cooling process whether that be like i said through opening it you know gut the, gutting the animal out taking all the guts out so the cavity can actually get air to it and so it gets air to the front quarters but what i like to do is to open up that whole animal we we quarter it right off the bat so we quarter everything pretty much so we're going to take the hind quarters front quarters back straps tenderloins all the hamburger everything out we're going to put all that into good game bags right off the bat oh uh, we'll we'll go over that in a little bit as far as the game bags right now we are in the process of this is a bed sheet right we are in the process of making something awesome for you guys uh, i can't really talk about it yet so i've already said too much but so game bags are important the cooling process is important so get that animal down take your photos do what you need to do there and start the cooling process is what we call it so start getting that hide off the animal start taking the quarters putting them somewhere that um is got air all the way around it so what i will usually do is after we after i quarter an animal i'll take a hind quarter we'll put it in a game bag and then what we'll do if just readily around the kill site is we'll either take some branches or something to keep that meat we don't want to we can set it on the ground and it'll get you know three quarters of it obviously will get air to it but if you can have that meat actually off the ground and um, hanging it in a tree would be the best so it gets air all the way around it but if you don't have that possible if you don't have that uh, readily available then take it put some logs against put some sticks or something up against a log and just rest it on that and it'll have air that flows all the way around it so what i'm saying is once you start that cooling process the meat takes on a whole different level it it, it, it will get a glaze over the meat and we'll cover that maybe just a little bit later too but it gets this glaze over the meat and when i'm talking about a glaze if anybody's ever if you've ever been 
um, anywhere in a cooler, uh, meat locker, or anything, you can touch that meat, and it's got like a fascia kind of on the outside of the meat where it's where it's got a glaze over it. That's what we're looking for, and that's going to protect that meat when it's in the game bag. Don't do it without a game bag. I do not recommend you just starting to just throw a hand quarter in a tree and just say, oh yeah, we got it. Do not do that just because of the flies. Flies are a huge issue in September. Some of them times, and you'll probably see it on some of our our um, last videos, there'll be flies everywhere and flies produce maggots obviously and if they can get anywhere near that meat and they can blow their eggs on that meat you will have maggots on your meat and that is something you do not want so for one high quality game bags as high quality as you can get game bags and we will be coming out with something that's awesome and for two the air you want airflow you need airflow around that meat so put it in a game bag get that up in a tree and start the cooling process everybody asks i get a ton of emails uh trent how long can you leave your guys's meat out in the in the woods and there's no direct answer for that we try to get it out as soon as we can but the elevations that we hunt at, like a lot of times in Colorado, we're at 10,000 feet a lot of times. So at night, it's getting down to low 30s. I mean, it's getting almost freezing every single night. So that meat has already started the cooling process. That temperature is going to drop and it's going to get cold at night. We're not worried about it. We've hung meat in Colorado for up to six days before and it was just fine. But I always tell everybody, if you can get that meat out as soon as possible, get it out. You know, get that thing to a cooler, get that whole thing started to get cut up or however you wanna do it. We hang ours sometimes. Like if I was to shoot one, like in, in the Oregon coast, like where we're at now, I have like a walk-in cooler. I'll hang it in a walk-in cooler for seven to nine, 10, 11 days sometimes, just so all the blood drains out of all the quarters. But that's in a controlled environment as well. So when you're out in the woods, um, it's gonna get hot and then cool at night and then hot and cool. And that's why like Steve was talking about, hanging that in the shade, hanging it to where it's um, not in a just a direct sunlight, obviously. So getting it cooled down, getting it off the bone, or you know, the I try to keep all the meat that I can. This is another little advice, I guess. I try to keep all the meat that I can that's attached to a bone on the bone while I'm hanging it. Okay, like Steve was saying, if you bring it towards a draw, you put this the, the meat, you hang it in a draw. I try to keep it all on the bone. So when I am when I am quartering an animal, say I am taking the front shoulder off of a elk, I'm gonna take that front shoulder, I'm gonna rip it up, and I'm going to start carving clear down all the way to the rib cage, and then I will take it all the way up and get the big piece of neck meat as well. And I am gonna keep it attached to the front shoulder. I'm not gonna lop that off and throw the neck meat in a hamburger bag and then the shoulder in a, in a, in a game bag. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna try to keep everything as attached as possible. The reason being for me is I'm gonna hang that front shoulder in a tree and all that is going to hang at the same time and all the blood is gonna drip out of it. The thing about, the, the thing about boned out meat that a lot of people, you know, they say, oh, I boned it all out and then I hung it for a lot of days. That's okay at times. At times that's okay. But you bone out an animal and you put all those scraps of meat and you pile them on top of each other in a game bag. There's pockets all over in between that boned out meat that are going to hold blood. 
it just it's not going to all drain if you hang any any quarter by the bone and let it hang it's going to drain all the blood almost out of it it's going to be a way better way of draining it but if you stack all those pieces of individual meat up and as they drain they're going to you know that blood is not just going to drain out the bottom it's going to drain onto the next one and then stop and then i think you can understand what i'm saying so Anyway, what I try to do in a, in a situation where I'm going to hang it for a long period of time, I try to make as many long pieces of meat connected to the bone as possible to let that meat drain out the blood. And that's the best case scenario. So we'll go over some more stuff. That is the first starting process of getting an animal on the ground. You've got to start that cooling process. You've got to get that meat from the temperature that it is 98.6 or whatever it may be to you need to get that meat from that warm temperature down to uh, room temperature or whatever the atmospheric temperature is that is the first start of uh of the tagged out scenario so we are back here at the barn i was just trying to think of the best way to describe and go through how we skin an elk and so the questions that I've been getting lately are, I'm coming from back east and I'm all alone. I don't have anybody to come with me. How do I do an elk all by myself? And though tough, yeah, it's not easy. It is tough, but it can definitely be done. We've all done it. So the original way that you'll see us do an elk, um, probably, I don't know, in our older videos, we come right here. We got the, got the big bull laying here. Steve, you got this? Yep. So we will come from the back leg and we will come up all the way from the back leg and then we would go straight up its backbone. So just come over here. So we would go straight up the backbone. What we learned later on actually from uh, Corey and Dirk and Donnie is from Elk 101 is come up the back leg and then split them. So come off the back strap so here's your back strap here's middle of the top rib so come up the back leg and split that and come clear across the top of his rib cage all the way up to the back of his ear okay what that's going to do is when you start skinning that out it's going to have a whole flap of skin of hide that you've already skinned out and all that hide is going to you got me Yep. All that hide's going to lay right about to here, right? So our old way of ripping it right up the back, when you flip that animal over, it's going to get dirt on that hide from rolling, right? But if you skin it clear to here and come across here, it's got that flap of hide that's going to lay here that when you flip it over to do the other side, it's going to lay on that piece of hide. So to go back to the question of how does one person skin an elk, you take that hide, you bring that hide off of it, and then Steve, I think you've got uh, Tyvek, I think? Yeah, Tyvek. Yeah, so Tyvek off a house, uh, people use space blankets just because they're super, super lightweight. The individual person that's doing this, that's gonna take a ham off on his own, this is actually an exo, an exo dry bag that I've used. And as you can see, it's got blood all over it. You're gonna take this, you're gonna lay it down on the quarter that you're gonna pull off. If we could move Jazz. And what you're gonna do is just lay that hide over, get that all skinned out. You're gonna take the back ham, pull it up, 
get it down to the ball joint and you're gonna flop that over right onto this tarp. So from there, you can manipulate it more. It won't get it dirty. It won't, uh, it won't harm it at, at all. And then from there, you can take your game bag or when we come out with our game bags, it'll be way easier. But when you can take your game bag and then you can put your game bag on from there and it'll be, it'll stay super clean and your butcher or you when you cut it up is uh it's going to be a lot nicer i'll tell you that so anyway that's just a little tip come across come across the mid zone do not just go right straight up the backbone come across a little bit down like even 12 inches down elk are big elk are huge so come across here you have that flap laying down so when you do especially with other people when you do roll it over You've got that flap of skin that's going to protect that other back strap when you roll it over. Just a little tip. So Trent just talked about once we have a bull on the ground and we're starting to break that bull down, get the quarters off. Um, there's a couple things that we like to carry in our packs once the bull's been broke down and we're, if we need to bone it, you know, like Trent has said before, we like to let those quarters hang for a day or two if we can. If not, sometimes depending on where we're at, temperatures, we might have to just bone the bull out. What we like to do is what, one of the things we like to carry in our packs, it could, there's many different types of product out there on the market. This is a type of Tyvek slash house wrap. What this stuff does is it's something that you can lay down, it weighs nothing, it's super light. You can wad it up super small, it weighs nothing and have a big blanketed area of it that where you can work on a quarter if you need to have multiple guys working on an elk at one time where one's pulling quarters one's boning um, this stuff comes in super handy it's easy to get you know you can just go around to any local contractor and they'll probably have some scraps laying around once we've got that done we've got the bull broken down and he's been hung and we're ready to quarter him up and get him in our packs what we really like to carry is just a nice heavy duty garbage bag. Um, what we'll do is we'll put our game bags inside that in our meat shelf just to keep from any type of bacteria, blood, or anything getting on our packs and drying on it. And that's one of the other things that we really like to carry along with us uh, in the backcountry when we're hunting. So just a couple little tips to help you guys out in the future, hopefully. So guys, this is the pack that we've used for years, Exo Mountain Gear, um, bulletproof, awesome, awesome packs. We are coming out with the uh, Signature Series BRO Exo Mountain Pack. It will be available here within the next few days of when you guys are seeing this. So anyway, but uh, I was going to show how to load a whole quarter on this. I was going to show how to do it all, how the buckles, but I don't think there's anybody better to show it than the guy who makes the packs, which is Steve Speck. He loaded, I think, two hams, I think, on the bull that he killed in Colorado two years ago. I think he put two hams and the head, I believe, on his pack and, um, and packed it for a couple miles. So anyway, I will reference that video, which you will see now. But um, yeah, these, these packs are awesome and we'd love you guys love you guys to get into one and especially these packs are going to be on our bro signature series packs are going to be um 
on order here just momentarily as soon as we can we're trying gonna try to get them to you before hunting season this year and um, anyway they're gonna have some special things special pockets and everything that we wanted on the packs and they're gonna also have our our logos and stuff on them so we would appreciate the support and um, roll Steve's video just for fun I'm gonna do both hindquarters and the head I got four days of gear on here so take the lid off First place to start, pop that forward. Then you're gonna wanna detach the load lifter straps, which can allow you to remove the bag. Uh, and then you just gotta go to your four side compression straps. Pop those loose. Go ahead and get the straps loose because they're gonna need to be all the way out. You got this little black piece of webbing. Just pop that through. Same on the other side. black piece of webbing that's as simple as that is and we're going to go back to the frame the bag up is on here pull that off lay that down voila Get those bad boys all the way loose Crisscross will make you go. Jump, jump. I'm actually crossing the straps. Got a good kind of cradle on the bottom of this meat. Two hindquarters is obviously pushing the limits of it a little bit. But it can be done. Hey, okay. in the bag, I want to keep it attached at the bottom. Uh, I don't want to loosen it up because I want to form a wedge. And then this strap goes to right there. And so your top compression strap back to the bag. We are officially maxing out the straps there. That one back to there. We'll try to like put even tension on it, like tighten that side and then I can go back, tighten that side. Don't just really tighten one side first. That way the bag stays on there square. Voila! Oh yeah! <laughs> That's gonna be heavy. Connect it. Yeah! Should actually work. So, and then you got your lid compression straps. If you need to, you can move them to this upper D ring. But I got enough room to do it. That head sucked down nice and tight. That's heavy. I got a feeling. Yo, man. <laughs> I'm like a half a bowl on 
one pack. It'll do it. There you go. It is 130 or 40 pounds. I don't know. Two back hams head camp. Two backs hams head four. camp for four days. Yeah, it's pretty legit. <laughs> so Steve brought up a great concern. If you want to mount, <clears throat> if you kill a trophy, trophy elk, which any elk that you kill is, is a trophy, bottom line. But if you kill something that you want to mount, that you want to have the head on the wall, the skinning procedure that I told you would probably not be uh, <laughs> not be recepted well by your taxidermy, okay? So anyway, so if you do kill a trophy elk that you want to mount, go straight up the back, skin straight up the back uh, to the base of the ears almost. Uh, I'm not going to tell you exactly how all taxidermists want because I haven't mounted squat, but Anyway, but yeah, if you cut it right down the side, they're going to probably be upset. So if it is something that you want to mount, um, maybe go about it a different way and actually have those, those, uh, those things in place that you know that what you need to get when you get out in the woods. For what we do normally is uh, the way that I told you uh, around the side. So. Uh, that concludes this whole series guys. This is the tagged out section yep. and honestly a lot of it I think you can learn from our past videos if you yep. look on a lot of our past videos We pretty much break down of I mean, I think I've done a lot of how you quarter an elk yep. How you take tenderloins out how you the whole gutless method? I yeah. think we've done a lot of that. We stuff. have over the years Yeah, if you look back in our stuff and we just kind of wanted to reiterate on some of the stuff that we've learned and the stuff Maybe we haven't touched on like Steve with the uh you know, keeping your pack clean by a plastic bag or something. Or like the Tyvek. Tyvek, yes. Yep. Tyvek is good. So, yeah, like Steve was saying, the Tyvek, it's not only good for meat care, it's also good for a, a footprint under your tent. It's yes, good for exactly. whatever. Yeah, it's got a lot of different variety of things that you can use that for. Multi-use. So, yeah, it's multi-use. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of those things that someone maybe might not have thought about, throw those in and um, it'll just kind of, this might just kind of key up like, oh man, I could use that in my pack this next year. So anyway, but the thing that we want to hit on as we're closing, anybody can do this. You do yes. not have to have all the fancy stuff and you don't have to, <clears throat> to get that meat in the freezer that we just talked about. Anybody. Anybody can do it. And it's, you don't. Steve, what did you used to work with before you had the best of the I, best? You know, for me, I started with the most inexpensive stuff. Yeah. And I will say that it took me five, six, seven years of building up really good equipment. So you don't have to go out and spend $2,000, $3,000, $4,000 that first year. Just, you know, whatever you can afford, go out and buy. And then from there, progress into better equipment yeah and and it's and you know back then we were doing it with stuff that now i'm just going i can't believe we were doing it wow. back then but well it's, it's it's the comforts i guess it you is know? yeah but at the it same is. time we were doing it we were yeah we and were. that's what got us i think to like the next step and the yep. next step yeah. and the next step yep. so you, you just, can just work your way up you don't absolutely. have to jump head you know face first in right off the get-go absolutely just, get the key items get yeah. Get some good boots, yep. uh, you know, get the warmth, stay warm, yeah. get a good sleeping bag. Yeah. After that, just go out, yep. go hunt, yep. go kill something. And you will, I, I guarantee you, you will be uh, amazed how simple you can do it. I would say the there's like probably three or four things. Yeah. One, yeah. good pair of boots. Okay. Two, good sleeping bag. Three, good sleeping pad. <laughs> 
You and don't have to have that. You don't. No, I've seen him roll up in I've a tarp slept. like a tor- or like a burrito. <laughs> I think it was one you time. You could just years sleep ago. on the ground for years in a row and until you get too old. You know, for a good tent, those four things. If you can start with those, yeah. then you can just progress from there. You know, at least within your price range. Yeah. And then just build up from there. Get what keeps you hunting. Yes, that's exactly. my whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Get what keeps you out there. Yeah. You don't want to be discouraged, right? Miserable, because right. otherwise you're not going to want to do it. Right. So, anyway, thank you guys yeah. so much. I hope you got something from this last <laughs> segment. Uh, we appreciate you guys watching, and uh, we are. There's a lot more to come. We got a broadhead test coming next week. I think it is. Anyway, we're going to test like 500 broadheads or something. I don't know. We put the word out there, and it's it's crazy. So we're going to test a bunch of that stuff. We got a bunch more videos coming for you. But um, thank you guys for watching this for whole sure. series. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Thanks, Steve.